Federal Prison Camp. Ola, how may I direct your call? Um, could I have uh, John Battery Acid, please? I'm sorry, could you spell the last name, sir? Um, yes, it's uh, A-S-S. Uh, oh, wait, wait, no, maybe it's A-C-I-D. It's either way, yeah. Hold, please. Hold, please. Okay, we have a Jonathan Acid. Is that who you're looking for? Yes. I'm sorry, sir. He'd been transferred to death row. Hold, please. Death row, can I help you? Yeah, I'm looking for Johnny Acid. Sure, hold on a second. Hello, this is Acid. Hey. Hey, leave go your boyfriend's uh, pocket ears and uh, talk to me on the show for a second. Yeah, sure, go ahead. What do you want? What are you doing, man? Well, I got to tell you, you know, I'm not a very violent guy, but I applied for a job somewhere, and um, they lied to me. They actually sent me an offer of employment, and um, it turned out that at the last, at the 11th hour, they decided to send me something else. Oh, you got to review this. So I went off the deep end, and needless to say, I'm here on death row, so. Okay, so let's acid. Let's lay all joking aside for a second, and this is really what I want to talk to you about tonight. You actually had a unique situation that happens to truck drivers here and there every now and then. Okay, uh, come up this week, and it, it, to be honest with you, it, it was really unjustified. So I want to kind of set the tone, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, first off, you've been driving tractor trailer now for what two years, right? Oh, a little under two years, and you've been pulling a tanker, milk tankers to begin with. You got no accidents, no tickets. With your CDL, you've been doing very well. You went, and you're getting ready to move back down to Florida because you miss me, of course. But bottom line is you're, you're ready to come back to Florida, and you apply with this company. Company is a uh, another tanker hauler, and they haul high, uh, you know, uh, fuel and, and things like that. They pay very well. You went over everything. Now, now we're gonna we're gonna bring Johnny Ass's record you know to account here but you laid everything on the line you were straight up with this company you even met the terminal manager you did a drug screen for them you literally you 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 brought it out in the open that a you have a felony correct mm-hmm. you did not right. hide that correct I, I i jumped through every hoop i mean listen well I, the first thing i did was i told them about my felony i'm like look i did time and then what, no what big deal what I did they a gift Right. Well, yeah. I want to slow it down now. Don't get like all over the place. So you told them about the felony. Right. And what did they say to you? They said, no problem. Don't worry about it. It's cleared. And, and, and seriously, this is what they said. So then yes. you, then you, yes, yes, yes. Then, yes that's then, what they said. Right. Then you told them that you had a speeding ticket and the ticket's not a little ticket. You got it here in Florida Okay, well, you know what? Let me tell you about that ticket, Go ahead. all right? Because I'm really pissed off about it. First of all, uh, I flew back down to Florida because I have a house down there from Pennsylvania during the hurricane a few years back, and they had a construction zone with a 45-mile-an-hour speed limit, but it was almost finished when I left. So I, I uh, figured it was done because there was no speed limit signs when I went through. Because it's normally six, it's normally sixty, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a state trooper pulls me over and says, "You blew through the construction zone." I go, "There's no speeding signs, and there's no uh, speed limit signs." Right. And the guy goes, "Well, we had to take him down because of the hurricane, so they wouldn't get blown all over the place." Right. I'm like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" I go, "I just got my CDL. Can you cut me a break?" What do you think the state trooper said? My guess is because you were in a in a in a construction zone, he probably wouldn't give you a break. In fact, I know the cop. I would be willing to bet because I'm from the same county as you. We have a very famous state cop here that doesn't give breaks, and I guarantee you his name was Cloud. <laughs> guarantee it. Uh, you know what? That's the one. I mean, basically, what he told me. Uh, I'm going to translate for you. Okay, the translation is piss off. That was pretty much the translation. That's the translation, but go ahead, give us to us in more cop uh, uh, words. 
Well, son, you uh, were speeding through a construction zone, but officer, there were no speeding uh, speed limit signs anywhere. Well, you know, the hurricane's coming. We got to take him down. Well, then how can you give me a freaking ticket? Really? Can you at least knock it down? I'm sorry, son, you were speeding through a construction zone. Wow. I, I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? Okay, so then the ticket in question, which, again, we're not mentioning this fuel company's name that you applied with, but you right. brought that out in the open before they even ran the MVR. Look, I've got a 20 mile an hour. It's a 20 over, right? It was a, a, right. a 75 right. and a 55. Right. Okay, so you got that, and you told your recruiter, and you also told the terminal manager who you met, correct? And what did they say? Yeah, well, I told the terminal manager, and I also told the liar, um, a.k.a. the recruiter, yeah. uh, that I had this ticket. And I said, look, before I quit my job, I need to know that it's not a problem. A couple days later, I called back. I circled back around, as Jen Saki would say. But anyway, I circled back around, and I asked the question again. Are you running water? And Yes. Yeah, don't, that, said, the mics are picking that up, Acid. Don't ruin my podcast. Okay. I'm, I'm trying not to, but hey, you know what? I had a long day today. I don't so care. If I turn the water off. I want to run a little bit of water. Leave that on the show that I'm running water right now. But anyway, um, yeah, so I circled back around, and I asked the question again, and the answer I got was, it's cleared. That's what they said. The ticket's cleared. In fact, Acid, they even gave you an itinerary for training at one of their facilities, correct? Not only did they do that, but they sent me an offer of employment with all the details in it. So they sent so now let's let's start from the beginning. You applied with a company. You're you're fixing yes. to move to you're fixing to move down to Florida. You, That's correct. You told them everything up front. Here's, yeah. here's what I've got. And they said, no problem. No problem with the felony. No problem with the speeding ticket. You're good to go. And you went, and did you tell your current company that you were quitting? Did you already start the quitting process of giving them a notice? I gave, Not only did I give them notice, but they actually hired my replacement. So, so, so you give notice. They get a replacement yeah. in for Johnny Acid. And then... All is good. You're set. What was your set date for orientation? In all fairness, no one can replace me, but whatever. Right. Uh, my orientation date was Monday, the 22nd. I was supposed to start. So next week, you were supposed to start in orientation for this company, and what do you receive today? All Everything's going great, and all of a sudden, out of the blues, you get a email. Well, here's the funny part. No, first of all, I get a phone call. The phone call says spam likely. So I hang up because I'm like, it's spam. And they call back. So I answer thinking it's spam. And this lady tells me that she's from the company. And then I have to um, review some documents that she's emailed to me already. And if there's any disputes, she needs to know. So I open the email. There's 109 pages of whatever in there. In fact, I don't know if you know about the state of Pennsylvania, but they don't delete anything. As a matter of fact, my MBR went all the way back until before I was born, I think. Um, they had a injury accident in there from 1988, which I never had an accident, but now, whatever. Yeah. The, well, I believe the report said 1999. I, I remember I looked at it also. But that's still 22 years ago that, that there's an accident on your record that you don't even remember about in a car. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I reviewed everything and the only thing I saw in there, of course, was the, uh, the speeding ticket, which they said they cleared, mm. but it said in the email, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. It Go said, ahead. we may not hire you. This is after I got an offer of employment from the company. Right. And did they not? Now they're saying we may not hire you. Acid. Did they not also, uh, rescind on the the orientation date. They already told you, now it's not going to happen on yes. the 22nd, correct? Yeah, they go, you know, you're not going to be here on Monday. Sorry. And and we've I've seen this. I mean, I said, I, I've been in the business a long time, in offices, on the road. 
And I've seen this to ha- happen to drivers at the last minute. They think they have a good job, and then all of a sudden, somebody's telling them, no, you don't have the job. And it's like, well, hold on a second. It sounds almost like someone was pissing in my boot and telling me that it's raining out because here I am with a letter of uh, uh, an offer of employment letter, you know, and you, you both told me, everybody told me that, that this, this ticket was going to be fine. And that that the felony was fine. So what could possibly be the dispute? And here you are, a guy that already did you not pay movers already? You you already have movers coming to clear out your house yeah, to move back to Florida. Yeah, they replaced me. You know you know what the worst part is What's about up? this whole thing? Tell me. Okay, listen. So I'm talking to the lady on the phone. Well, I didn't know who she is. Okay, mm-hmm. no clue who she is. And I said. It sounds like there's a problem. Can you tell me what it is? I'm sorry. It's confidential. I can't discuss it with you. You have to review the report. I go, what? (laughs) Are you kidding me? You're telling me I'm not going to be in orientation on Monday, and you won't tell me why. Wow. Well, and now here you are with the letter. And and, and last last we talked a little while ago before we, we decided to do a podcast on this, we you had read something that you've seen where it says, uh, by law, we have to send you this letter. Yeah, yeah. By law, we have to we have to send you this letter to tell you that we're not hiring you, basically, for some stupid reason. So it, it really say s- they're not hiring me because you know they don't want to get themselves in trouble. Yeah, it basically says no hiring decision has been made. But the tone of the letter is unless you respond back with some sort of retort, you're pretty much not hired. Wow. I'm yeah, a, I'm, know, right? a, I'm totally amazed at this. I just wonder if uh, um, if there's a lawyer out there listening to this. If, if if there's something, I mean, I don't know. To me, to me, the sad part is is you already quit your job, already started moving your house to Florida, based on them offering you a spot, based on everything you've given them was sheer honesty. Somewhere along the line, somebody was deceptive. Yeah, and you know, I'm like one of the best drivers you'll ever want to hire. I mean, I did my pre-trip this morning. It took two minutes. Um, I turned the light. Hello? Acid. Acid. Hello? To get Acid back on the phone here. I'm sorry, who do I have? This is Acid. Johnny Acid. Acid, um, we, we got disconnected in the middle of your interview. Let's see if we can get that going. So, listen, I want to get to the conclusion of everything. Uh, I don't want your fans hanging on the edge of their seats and, and saying, well, did Johnny get the job? Did he not get the job? Bottom line is you don't know. You have no idea. You're actually kind of in the dark right now, and it almost sounds like you're getting the big brush off. Would you not? Do you not feel like... You know, like how, uh, like uh, most of the girls that you asked out in, in high school, how they rejected you and pretended they were your friend. Do you almost feel like this this job is doing the same thing to you, Johnny? Well, first of all, I didn't ask a lot of girls out because I knew I was going to get rejected. No, but listen, I mean, the, the terminal manager who loves me um, said he's going to call me back tomorrow and let me know. And I know what that means. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've had girls tell me they're going to call me back too, but whatever. Right. But. He I don't told want, me. I didn't mean to bring he back told me sad memories. That I was one of the best interviews he's ever had, and he's right. You know why? Why? You know why? Because you're Johnny Acid. Because I lied. <laughs> <laughs> See, all I want to do is get my foot in the door, and then when he starts asking questions like, "Didn't you say you'd work weekends, holidays, nights? You, you don't have any problem driving in the dark?" I'll be like, "Well, yeah, I did tell you that, but that's just to get the job." <laughs> you mean like the typical guy? Yeah, I mean most drivers will say anything to get in the door, so yeah. I'm no different than them. Too funny. So really, Johnny, I I feel bad for you. I mean, it sounds like you're gonna be, you know, gonna have to now move to Florida and just take you know a local ten dollar an hour job here in Florida. Well, the good news is I used to work at McDonald's a long time ago, so. I do have some skills. You know, the good thing about McDonald's, even though I know most people don't want to take the job, but think about it. 
free food. Even if even if you have to take the stuff that they throw out, I mean, it's it hasn't been bitten. You know, just right. stack. You at least can feed your family acid. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, the glass is half full. Like exactly. There's a lot of say what you will, but there's a lot of good things. If you go through the drive through McDonald's, they put you through college and stuff, it says on the little sign they put out there. Not only that, Acid, if, if you wait till the end of the night, people drop their change right outside the uh, drive-in window. You may be able to scrape up 30, 40 cents every night. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they throw all that good food out in the dumpster, too. So Yeah, acid, like you said, glass is half full. You know, it's never half mm-hmm. empty. Not in the Acid house. Well, honestly, you'd probably make more money as an assistant manager at McDonald's than you would driving a truck anyway. So, so anyways, Acid, I would love to ask our viewers, and I know we'll get letters on this. I would love to ask our viewers. I wonder if I could turn you up and go live. I wonder if I could do that. That's, oh, you know what? Are you still there? Damn it. Got to try to get Acid back on the phone. Once again, technical problems today. Can I help? Uh, Acid. So, uh, again, sorry about the technical difficulties today. Um, I was going to try to go live on Facebook, but I guess I can't really since the phone is connected into the speaker system. Um, Mm -hmm. So, anyways, bottom line, bottom line, Acid, is this, okay? We've got um, people out there that possibly can give you advice with the labor board. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the laws once somebody gives you an offer like that. And then, you know, it's too bad. I'm sure you don't have it in writing that they said, okay, no problem with the ticket, no problem with the felony, right? No, of course not. They sent me a conditional offer. Mm. You know what conditional means? Yeah. It means it's not really an offer. Yeah. So when was the felony? What year was the felony? Uh, well, let's see. Um, it was committed back in 2003, but the conviction date was three months before the statute of limitations expired in so, 2009. So 2009. So it's so the felony is well over 10 years, which most companies that have felony policies usually yeah, have. I mean, it's not like I molested my niece. I mean, come on. I took a gift from a contractor. Big deal. Who hasn't done that? Yeah, I mean, it's just a little bribe. How much was the bribe again? Quarter of a million. <laughs> okay. All right. So, well, look. It wasn't a bribe. It was a gift. The guy gave me the money. It Let's was, get that clear. It was okay. a gift, not a bribe. Okay. I mean, hey, you can call it what you want. But like I said, I just wanted to, It was. An, it's an interesting situation that truck drivers actually get in. This, this phone call was not you and I pl- clowning around. This is, I just want the audience to know that this was 100% legitimate, these events that just unfolded. This, uh, this wasn't us BSing around, okay? This literally happened. You literally applied for a job and were told you got the job. And, you know, based on all your honesty, I mean, I can understand if a company would say, um, well, uh, let me go check it out. And I'll let you know about your felony. Let me talk to my boss. And but these people literally said, "No, that felony's okay. That ticket is okay." I mean, personally, I think something should be done about it. I really do. I truly think that companies that do this, you know, there's a difference between offering a job, and and then you then then you tell the the driver, "Well, you lied to us." You know, like some companies will will do an application on a driver. And then what they'll do is they'll look at everything. They'll look at the DAC, the MVR, and everything, and they'll say, based on everything that you've told me, you're you're approved for orientation or whatever the case is, right? But then they'll, the driver will sometimes will get to orientation or at the last minute a report will come back that they didn't, okay, uh, let the company know about, all right? So because it wasn't divulged, guess what? They... They literally now say, okay, you've, that was what you call um, false, false information. You, didn't, you weren't honest on your application. You're the, it's totally opposite with you, Acid. Even though you're a BSer, all right, and sometimes can be a little bit of a bad dude, you were 100% honest with these people, and therefore, 
I think at that moment they should have been able to tell you, yeah, we won't be able to do it with a felony like that, or no, that ticket's not going to fly. That's what that's the part well, that ticks me off. I didn't have to. I didn't have to disclose my sexual assault charge from three years ago, did I? I mean, she. How was I supposed to know she was sixteen? <laughs> no, so I know we know you're joking around right now, acid. But seriously, yeah, that's 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 a joke. Well, let me ask you a question before you yeah, sign go, off here. Go ahead. Actually, it's a rhetorical question for mm. the whole crowd out there. I wonder how many other people have run into similar situations, how many other drivers have been promised the moon and stars. The recruiter tells them one thing, the safety department calls, the terminal manager tells them something. It's like nobody knows what's going on. In fact, the terminal manager didn't even know who this lady was. He had no idea who she was. It's it's. She didn't put her title on the email that she sent me, so I don't even know who she is. Yeah. Well, it's like I, this random person. How many drivers out there are experiencing the same crap that I do? Listen, that I am right now. I can answer that question. I'm sure there's a small percent that do go through this. I guarantee it. But most of the ones that I've seen with the companies that I've worked with in my life, it was usually something the driver didn't disclose. Honestly, that's usually. What happens, you know, oh, you didn't like because I mean, I've been in in uh, a recruiting department already and where uh, somebody will pull a deck and they'll say, well, this guy has a felony or, or this guy has a, a, a following too close. And then you call the driver and you go, hey, dude, you didn't tell me about this following too close. Oh, I forgot about that. Or I mean, I once had a driver that literally uh, applied with a job with this company out of Alabama that I used to work with. They're a flatbed company. And they, it was a Friday, and this acid, this was ironically a Pennsylvania driver like you. And back in the day, it took 48 hours just to get an MVR, a, a motor vehicle report, back on a, a Pennsylvania license. Well, on a Friday, we told this driver, hey, we're going to allow you to come in based on everything you're telling us. We didn't get the MVR back, but everything else is looking good, right? So you, we're going to give you travel, get you down. Well, he gets down to Alabama on Monday morning at the, about the same time when he comes into orientation. About that same time, his motor vehicle report comes back from Pennsylvania, and it had two DUIs on it. <laughs> and, and we're like, <laughs> I know, man. And, and we're like, dude, you didn't tell us about that. He goes, oh, I forgot about them. We're like, dude, listen. First off, most people are never going to forget about one DUI, but two, uh-uh. This guy was literally yeah, on a... On and a, the second one was last month. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, uh, and so that was a, a another case of, you know, a driver not disclosing what he had in his back. And, and rightfully so, he's going to get his ass sent home. But again, I'm just saying there is a small percent and... The reason I wanted to bring you on is because this was legit. You literally, I, matter of fact, if you remember when you were applying with them, what did I tell you? I said, I said, Johnny, I said, make sure you tell them every single thing because you definitely don't want to obviously, you know, quit your job and, and be on your way to Florida and all this other crap. And then, you know, they find out that you lied. And so you were 100% straight up. And that's really what pisses me off the most. Yeah, and I sent you all the documentation to back it up, too. Exactly. So, But anyways, anybody out there wants to write in or call us and uh, just, you know, let us know, is there any legit case that Johnny Acid has, which I seriously doubt, but at the same time, I am really curious about something like this where you disclose everything and then they string you along and then don't hire you like that. And And, and the other thing is, we haven't gotten the end result either. So it's not like it's not like uh, they haven't said no yet. It just looks that way. And I'm sure we'll it's find a out. It's a done deal. Yeah. It's a done deal. And by the way, if any of you CEOs of these companies out there are listening in, hire me. I mean, listen, I can train your drivers. You want better drivers? Just give me a call. You want to be call like a Troy. You yeah. know what, Asad? You just might have invented a job. You can be a floating driver trainer for different companies. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, you can be the guy that comes like into a, a company and does some local training, you know, and then maybe in, in three weeks you're with another company and, and the highest bidder gets you each time. Exactly. Yeah, so make sure your bids are high. Yeah. Yeah, they or make yeah, sure you're high you when you're you pay for. Make sure you're high when you're bidding. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> all 
All right. Well, listen, Acid, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate, I seriously appreciate this um, little thing because, like I said, I really want people to beware. And, and really, drivers, this is a lesson that, you know, if, if you've got something in your past that you actually disclose to the company, there's a chance you're going to get railroaded in the end. So be careful about how you go about quitting your job. Because as we both can see, here we are, and, and, and literally somebody got railroaded, and I think it was Johnny Acid. No, absolutely. Uh, bottom line, don't believe a recruiter. Talk to the safety department. Yeah, yeah, they never lie. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right, Acid, I'm out of here. Ruth Ann's up next. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Uh, peace. Peace. All right, now to Ruthann. Ruthann, what do you want to talk about today? How about a sponsor first? Yes, I would like to say something about J.J. Keller. Were you going to say something good or bad? Oh, excellent. Okay, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. See, a lot of people don't really understand everything that J.J. Keller can offer because we only kind of touch on a couple little points. Well, we always mention how they're like, a, you know, the people that file your paperwork, they'll keep you in line. If you're right. especially with new owner operators, right. you know, you really need that. And it's actually very, very amazingly i want to say cheap but they're they're, they're very affordable mm-hmm. to to have in their back it's like having a secretary you know in your back pocket you know making sure all your paperwork's compliant but go ahead what do you got well first of all they've been doing this since 1953 so they know what they're doing wow and also it was right around when you were born okay uh, <laughs> almost 20 years before <laughs> me but that's okay yeah what's it um they also can decipher and help you decide which authority you should actually have Oh. which some people might just go out there all, all gusto and say, I'm going to get all this stuff. And then when they actually get involved talking to J.J. Keller, they might realize, hey, I didn't need as much as I needed to do. So mm. it, they could be very beneficial on helping you decide that. But here's what they also do. They have a free ebook for you to kind of read through and get a better understanding on what you should really do. It's it's called the key to success, and you can get that free and it's for just truckers. For truckers, yeah. yes, only for truckers, and you can get that ebook by visiting truckingauthority.com backslash talkcdl. You hear that, guys? Trucking Authority backslash talk, and that's you know when you go to your browser to search for something, you just type in www. What was it good in? Truckingauthority.com. That little slash line that goes. Backslash. <laughs> All truckers are going, dude, we know what a backslash <laughs> is. Talk CDL. Yeah. So awesome. So was there a dot com in there first? Yes, trucking authority. You're dot, so yeah, trucking authority.com backslash or forward slash whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Talk CDL. Okay, right. cool. And, and their phone number is 888-601-2017. You know, I keep telling all of our audience, every one of our sponsors, all you got to do is pick up the phone and call them and at least interview them and see if really what they have to offer you is good for you. And I'm telling you, if I was back on the road and I was literally uh, getting another truck doing a lease purchase, whatever, J.J. Keller would be in my back pocket for sure. Let's move on, Ruthann. I want to talk about something today. Love. Ooh. Love. No, no. The reason I want to. The reason I want to talk. We haven't talked about truck drivers that may be on the road that are lonely that are maybe, you know, uh, struggling because they're out there on the road. Maybe they're out there. Some truck drivers, you know, some truck drivers are out there for months at a time. I know. That's very strong. It's very strong. And, and some of them are married while being out there for months at a time. So it's, it's a, little bit, a little bit hectic in, in one's life when you're trying to balance um, your, your work schedule and keeping your marriage pretty spunky and the reason what i want to tell you ask me what brought this up what brought this up troy (laughs) no No, let me tell you seriously i woke up this morning and you were sleeping and that's uh, usually what happens that's true i'm always (laughs) let's be honest i'm up way before you yes so i'm laying there and and like normal i grab my phone or my laptop yes and so today i grab my phone and i'm looking at a couple things that, you know, as far as social media and everything goes. And then I, I click on Talk CDL, or not Talk CDL, I p- click on my personal Facebook page. And 
I get a friend request. Surprise. Yeah. I get a friend request from Janet Weber. Mm. And I mean, Janet's, I got to be honest with you, Janet looks like she should be in the movies. You know, you know the kind. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's dressed like semi-alluring, but, you know, yet not trying to be too sleazy. I don't even But anyways, so I look at it, and, you know, immediately, the first thing I always look for when anybody friend requests me, do I have any common friends with them? You know, that's one of the things I look at. No common friends. So I instantly hit the delete or whatever the... The decline button is. Mm-hmm. So, so then I go on and I start t- checking the other social media pages that we have in trucking. And there's runners. You know, runners is a group that we started about a year, year ago, maybe two years. Yeah, I think I'm more like two. Yeah, and, and you can go in there and you can post your pictures and questions or you guys can all interact. It's, it's a little a, trucking community. It's a little trucking community we started. That's growing. Guess who requested to join And we have it set up. I should say that. We have it set up to where if you have less than six months on Facebook, which means you have just created a new account, you must request. You can't just join automatically. We have it to where you can join automatically if you've been on Facebook for like a year plus, something like that. So anyways, guess who's who's now requesting to be on Runners? Janet. Janet. <laughs> and, and I know everybody gets a Janet. I, I get a Janet at least once a week. I've even gotten them. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is it just the men or do you, do the women get, do you women get like some buff guy or some hot looking rocker guy or whatever friend requesting you to try to, you know, get on your in your friends list. Do, do you get that ever? Like a, a some guy that you've never even heard of? Um, yeah, I, every now and then I will get a very strange person. You know, I have gotten females that have it requested, and I've gotten I've gotten males, but usually they're you know they can be GQE type of guys. Sometimes they're not, well, well, but it's 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 like. They're never really actually like a name that I could even pronounce most of the time. Yeah, well, and I get the foreigner ones too, you know, from another country. But my what I'm just trying to figure out, and it must be guys are just we're just more gullible. Like we'll, we'll oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. We, we see a picture, it's like oh she wants yeah. to be my friend. Yeah, yeah. So um, so you don't obviously you're not getting them quite as much as mm-hmm. probably most of us guys. And I know nope. I, I know everybody out there right now. Hopefully. Hopefully, our truck driving audience, you men, are not falling for the Janet Webbers. I hope they're not. The Betty Boops. Oh, please don't. Don't fall for it, guys. <laughs> the porn star girls. You know, whatever. And, and I notice on Toxie DL a lot, you'll see on like one of our posts, especially ones that are going viral, you know, they'll sneak in there and they'll hit. That's a great idea. I'd like to talk to you. Exactly. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hey, that's exactly. Well, actually, now they're trying to be subtle, and they'll go on there and they'll say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to maybe be friends." You know, wink, wink. <laughs> I can be honest, guys. Editing tries to remove them. Yeah, edit, <laughs> editing when editing sees. So if, if you're and, and I don't know if we have any of uh, if, if Janet, if you're listening, <laughs> which I really believe Janet's probably James or Jim or John. Um, I doubt a lot of times a lot of you see you see movies where like some predator is is trying to friend young girls or young mm-hmm. boys, whatever. And then they'll show the person behind the camera and he's like 55, 70 short, um, you know, real creepy looking dude. And he's just literally going around collecting. Do your Dr. Giggles go. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is. That's the guy. <laughs> but I'm serious. That's exactly the guy that's literally. And my guess is also Janet Weber has a beard. Okay. And literally a computer that receives credit card information. Mm-hmm. See, this is the, this is the, the this impor- is their goal. Yeah. The important thing that everybody should know and again, I really believe that 
most truck drivers, I, I, I'm pre, I'm have a lot of faith in my trucker family that you guys literally do not have Janet Weber on your friends list. And if you do, if you just got a, in fact, if you just got a friend request from Janet Weber, okay, long black hair, tight jeans, tight shirt, um, guess what? Remove her. What's that? Unfollow this woman. Yeah. So Remove her. Right. And, and it's not just Janet. It's everybody. Yeah. And, and there may be like, a, I'm sure there's other women named Janet Weber. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty common name. So if we have a, uh, an, uh, one of you ladies that your actual name is Janet, you know, actually, believe it or not, I've researched my name already, Troy Austin. And you would think that name, which is so bizarrely different, <laughs> would, would have nobody in common. And guess what? There's like, 12 of me. I'm, I'm not kidding you. And I'm like, wow. No, more than one. How many of me is there? Well, you know when you said your name and then you said Troy Austin? Well, yeah. You would not believe what went through my head. What, what went through your head? Superstar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it does sound movie-ish. Troy but, Austin, superstar. But, but no, seriously. If you have gotten recently friend requests from any social media and you don't know the lady, I promise you guys... We, you remember the trucker that got duped? Yeah. You know, he, he fell in love with a picture and an email, never once even talked to her on the phone, and ended up giving her his life savings to rescue her from some uh, liberation party in another country and never met her. It was like 60 grand he ended up giving her. In, in, the, in the end, it was t- everything he had. Uh, drivers, I understand that being lonely out there sucks. And you know what, Ruth Ann, I wanted to talk about that. Truckers... And keeping the flame going. And you know what? I discovered something with truckers. I'm not kidding you. This was like a surprise to me. You ready for this? Truckers are probably 30% below, well, say 20 to 30% below the national divorce rate. No, I'm not, I swear I'm looking at it right. No, in fact, before we get into talking about truckers, let me tell you that the, the number one top 10 people are that get divorces and you know what it is it's people that actually think they're smarter than everybody (laughs) it's listen to this uh medical and and scientists okay top top clergy um software physical therapists optometrists chemical engineers directors of religious activities physicians and surgeons all these people so, so that your clergy and your religious people are well, adulterous yeah. completely. Well, not every but one you, of them. Did you hear? Did you? No, not everyone. But if you notice, your physical therapists—they're constantly constantly touching, touching. Yeah. and your optometrists are always right up close into when they're looking in people's eyes and stuff. Yeah, these are people that actually think they're smarter than everybody, and they're in other person's personal space. Yeah. Well. However you want to, however you want to look at that. Yeah, that's how I'm looking at it. <laughs> Stay out my personal space, people. <laughs> <laughs> but the bottom line, but the bottom line is, truckers are not. Nope. So I mean, the average right? like six miles from people's personal spaces. <laughs> I looked up the average national divorce rate. It's forty to fifty percent. Truckers are at nineteen point something percent. That's what it says according to Mr. Google. 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 Right. Google. Well, you know what. I mean, if you think about it, you are, yes, away from them, but what you're not doing is stepping on your spouse constantly. You know, like when you have a conflict, you're not right there to keep going with it. You're not, you have time to cool down. There's so many benefits with it. Yes, you are away from your loved one, but FaceTiming is awesome. You have so many ways that you can communicate now that they didn't have 20 years ago. That's what I was going to say. You know, talk about... That's what I wanted to talk about, keeping the flame alive. And you're right. The FaceTime, that's huge. I mean, what did you and I have? We had put your quarters in the phone booth. With the, with the, with the cheating phone thingy. It puts the lotion on the skin. No, it put the quarters in this phone booth and stand in rain, coldness, whatever. If you're outside, if it's an out, especially like at a, a rest area, you had to you had to get on the phone and on a cold phone, real quick. Hey, honey, how you doing? Blah 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 blah. That was that was us staying in touch with each other every day. Unless you were sitting at the table and in the truck stop, and they happen to have that phone sitting there. Right, yeah. It's like that old jukebox that they used to have sitting at the tables in the old diners. But my point was, though, most of the time, you were hitting a rest area. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, outside. Because those phones were more expensive to use. Yep. They had a service fee on it. So, so that's the that's the good news. And, and ladies, here's here's the other thing. The the other good news is you're not being cheated on most of the time. You know how there was a big article all about women are so worried about truckers having a girlfriend in every town and blah 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 blah. And, and honestly, it's the opposite. If if you look at the actual numbers, it really is the opposite. That most truck drivers are being faithful. They're out there. You, you already know if the guy's bringing home a steady paycheck every week, he's earning that money. Yeah. He doesn't really have a whole lot of time. And so, you know, I was I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about how um, I actually had written some things down, but I don't know where I put them. Well, here's something. If you are a husband and wife trucker and spouse, you can easily, like I said, you FaceTime every night. You talk about your day then. But if you are one that wants to know where your spouse is, get a there. There's phones. The iPhone has a locator on it all the time. That's true. So link it together you, and and be on, op, out in the open. You know the best relationships out in the open. Yeah. Here's, I was going to say this also. I'm We're not o- talking about like openly cheating on each other. We're not. Yeah, talking not, about not that, that. Not that open. Yeah, not swingers. No. What I was going to say is. Remember, we, I always said it takes a strong woman to be married to a trucker. And there's, there's some small percentage of, of women that are truckers and their husband stays home. It's not many. In fact, it's less than 7% in the entire industry of lady truckers. But the point being, okay, truck drivers, all right, can get lonely out there. Now, I want, I, this is what I wanted to bring out. Ladies... And gentlemen, women and men, don't take for granted each other. That's really what I want to say. So even though the statistics are saying the average trucker's divorce rate is very low because of a stronger relationship, even going in, a lot of people, when you're going into a relationship, when you meet a trucker, ladies, what are you thinking? You you know, oh, yeah, this guy's never going to be home, blah, blah, blah. Well, if that woman, if she's truly not into your profession, then that's a that's good to recognize that in the beginning right away. Okay. But if you have a woman that's behind you, you like you were behind me, and I know a lot of women that are listening right now. Yeah, I was th- cleaning up, I was walking in front of me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you were behind me and like whatever I wanted to do and Exactly. You, and you you raised the kids while I was out there on the road. And you know, that's a good thing if if especially in the beginning when you're just dating now in fact, any of you people out there that are just dating somebody new, if they have a problem with you being gone, you might want to look for a local job and recognize that right away. But a strong woman will step up right away and be like, listen, you do what you got to do. I'm not going anywhere. I love you. You love me. Let's make this work. And that's a great woman, and it's a great truck driver that that can get, venture into that uh, uh, relationship. But then you've got the ones that are very insecure out there. And, you know, they're worried. And so I wanted to kind of give them a few tips. You know, remember when we first got married? This was before we were in the church, all right? Now, to me, I give credit to God for everything. If you if you follow the Lord 100%, okay, if both of you are, are following the Lord, your your relationship's going to be great. Okay? Before we were in the in the church... My theory was never stop chasing your old lady around the couch because if you do stop chasing her around the couch, somebody like the milkman or the UPS man or whatever is waiting to take your place. And that's the truth, guys. Always remember that. And so what I'm getting at is don't take for granted that your wife is is not really needing any love at home while you're out there on the road. Like you just pointed out, Ruthann, FaceTime. Probably the best. You could, you could have phone love. You know, you guys can, when you're in the bunk at night, use your own imagination. I'm not going to go into details. But, you know, FaceTiming, make sure you, you know, be very, very open with each other and, and, and show each other that you care because the last thing you want is somebody at home, you know, to meet your old lady and, and be there for her. You know, if, if, you're, if you're always showing her that you care, she has no time to even think about anybody else. And it's the same with you ladies. Don't take for granted that, oh, he's too tired. He doesn't really need any of that stuff. Oh, it's not him. You know, honestly, 
I'm telling you, this is the part that really is important for both both sides. Don't take for granted that one's too busy and doesn't need to hear it. Tell each other you love each other. I'm I, I, I'm just saying, you know. I agree. Yeah, no, it's truth. But no, and there's certain things that both of you can do to to keep that going. You know, like during the week when you're you're you know just send a, a picture, a text picture, just saying hey, love you or something to that effect. You can send me a picture, baby. <laughs> you can also you know the one I like. <laughs> I know which one when he would go on the road. I would make a few meals up for him. So that when he's gone, all he has to do is heat them. So you could always put little notes or do something in these little containers just to say, hey, thinking of you or enjoy it. Anything to, you know, there's nothing better than seeing some form of affection from your loved one. And it just puts a smile on your face. It could be the silliest thing in the world, but it's still something to know that I was thought about. And it puts a smile on your face. It brightens your day. So there's many things that you can do. And if you want to do something more special, take up a little hobby drivers where you can make your spouse something, little cute things, like whether it be, you know, if you want to get into whittling, whittle her a heart, you know, little things that you can do, you know, as you're sitting there. I know that would sound stupid, but, you know, it's, it's just, just an example. Exactly. Like anybody that out there is going, you know, screw that. I don't know how to whittle. You know, that, that's not what she's talking no. about. What she's getting at is you guys got to make each other number one. You know, the job is one thing and supporting each other in that is one thing, but you don't want to grow apart. And we're really talking to the 19 percent. The other 80 percent. Doing f- yeah, they already got it. Yeah, the, you guys are already getting it, and that's awesome. And a lot of you, you, and I know that that you know, truck drivers, are, truck drivers are very passionate people, Ruthann. You know, they really are. And and just being honest, if you see a relationship where somebody's been married to a trucker for thirty years, that's an awesome woman too. I know the woman personality. I know the trucker personality, and they got each other's she back. Knows everything, just get used to it. I do know everything, but I'm just saying they have each other's back. Yeah. And, and that's really in everything. You meet each other's needs in everything, emotional. Well, a good a good relationship business, is based that way, anyways. I'm yeah. going to back you. You know, there is very few things that I said I don't want to even be involved in that Troy there's like what maybe two things ever that I might have said that yeah you and one of them was yeah, your some, little business things I'm like I like don't some, want anything to do with that yeah sometimes I have a dumb idea it was really stupid but you know we moved on and you realized your error and you didn't go forward with it <laughs> no but, well. but guys you can do stuff you can you can do you can just even calling each other and saying I love you and what the cell phone that's like that's huge and there's so many gifts out there there's you can you can end up getting involved where you're one of these guys you can create your own memes you do know that drivers you can do those kind of things so you can create your own meme where you take a picture of where you're at that day and you can put your own words to it and send it to your spouse yeah there's things that you can do just to get them excited like what's he going to do today it doesn't take long, and you you have that five minutes, even if it's in the bathroom. Yeah, and 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 look, we're not saying that this has to be twenty four seven. Although for me, it was. You know, oh, I was always very needy. Yeah, I was, well, that's not needy. I just wanted to make sure that you know our relationship was good. That's listen to me. It was very needy. important. I've never been married to another person ever in my life. And when we got married, I was like, I'm in this for like the long freaking run. I don't care. I'm going to, you know, it, it, no matter what, in the end, I'm going to be beside my wife. It, it, it is, you know, as even long if it had a knife in his hand. Yeah. No matter what, unless, <laughs> unless, unless seriously, there was any infidelity. Other than that, I literally was, was, I came into this relationship prepared to make it work. And so, like I said, I had friends when I was about 18, 19, 20, and this was one of the biggest fears. I was 29 when we, you and I got married, okay? And the biggest fear I had was watching my friends get married and divorced in six months, and I knew a million of them. You were 29 when we started dating. Oh, whatever. That's right, yeah. So the yeah, bottom line is, the bo- were you going to say something? Oh, it was, you were like 31. When we got married? Yeah. Yeah. So... So there you have it. I never, I mean, I was just a little cautious, you know, for 11 years. But the bottom, the bottom line is I didn't want to be a statistic. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was ready to commit. I mean, what I, the word commit is hard. It, it's strong. And if you don't have that word commitment in your life, getting married is pointless. 
And so we're talking to the 20%, not the 80% that's doing great out there, truck drivers. And I know some of them are out there going, yeah, we already do that stuff, Troy. Give me a subject that we like. But love is a good one. I'm laughing still at when you said I was very cautious for the first 11 years. I meant like when I when I was 20. That's about oh, I know, but that wasn't cautious. That was just having fun no, but with you. No, like but you no, out. No, no, no. My whole point is when when I was 20, right, and all my friends were getting married, literally, like the friends I grew up with got married, and I actually was like doing my own thing for quite a few years. You were like, dude, you're nuts. Yeah. What the heck? Right. That's I was, one woman. I was, no, I got six. What are you talking about? I was the guy that all the ladies hated because they were getting married to my friends and my fr- and and they thought, oh, you better stop hanging around Troy because he's going to take you out and, and 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 hook you up, you know. And, and I was that guy, you know. I really was at twenty. I was the guy that most people, the women did not, li- the the women that were dating my friends did not like because. And I was the he bad... He was not a good example. I was the bad influence. Yes. And But but the reason I was that guy was because all of my friends, well, not everyone, but a lot of them got married and they got divorced real quick. That was the thing. It's like, it was, there was no commitment in their lives. That, and unfortunately, this generation, I was talking to our daughter Hunter about it. I said, this generation has it in their head because they were so spoiled that if they don't like something, they could just walk away from it. Right. They have no commitment factor. They don't understand when, you know, like, oh. But that's been around for a long time, the no commitment factor. No, Not I, just I'm talking generation. about with everything else, though. How many 20-year-olds do we know that's never had a job? A million. How many of them that their parents Wait, they have a job. It's so, called sitting at home gaming. Yeah, they're so concerned. Their parents are so concerned how these people are going to survive. Mm-hmm. And they're under 25 years old. And it's like, oh my gosh, how, how I don't know. Can I got an idea. If you got a 25-year-old or under living in your house, I got a good way, a good idea to show you how to make them survive. You want to hear my my plan? Change the locks. Kick their ass. Yeah, change the locks. Kick their ass out and they will survive. They have to learn this. You're I not going to be around forever and you want to make sure that by the time you do retire that you know your child is perfectly fine. I was 17 and my mother and father were sick and tired of my antics. I couldn't keep a job. I, I had several jobs by the time I was 18, but I literally was one of those guys. I was just a playboy, and and my mom and dad sold the house, and they were moving to Florida, and they gave me two suitcases with my stuff, and they were driving away. I'm like, Mom, Dad? I literally, that was that was their gift to me, and at the time, I was hurt, and I was pretty upset, but guess what I did? You lived. Guess You're what right el- here. You guess, guess what else I did? I, I kept a job <laughs> and I, I went, I, the quickest thing I could do is I went and rented a room. There was a boarding house in the one town. And this is the truth. I went and rented a room. I got a job at a construction place and I stayed there that, until the job was done. There were like two, two plus years. This was the longest job I ever kept. And it was a good job as a carpenter's helper. And believe it or not, I learned how to survive and work and that was what my mom and dad taught me that day when they drove away see a sunny boy we're going to Florida and you know what I love my parents and if it wasn't for them taking their foot and putting it up my ass guess what I would be just like the people you're talking about today you know you these people that are coddled and you and you think that they can't survive they can all survive I promise you and I guarantee you everybody that's from our generation is listening to this right now and they're going you're damn right we all survived I got a lot of friends that moved out when they're 16 17 and you know what if you can't survive your little tender foot go in the freaking army go in the air force go in the navy if you're smart enough to pass the test go in there you'll get a you'll get free Free room and board, and you'll learn a skill, and you can get free college. I'm just saying, sometimes hands-on training is better for most people, uh, other than just getting out there in the world and working. It's exactly right. Yeah. Every one of our kids, before they moved out the house, knew how to cook something, knew how to clean, and they knew how to do their own wash. Yeah. And they knew how to budget their checkbook. Yeah. I met somebody in the church here today. They're, they got one kid. He's like 23 years old. And I'm like, do you have like a chore, at least at home? He, I said, do you at least do the dishes? Well, my mom won't let me do the dishes. She's afraid I'll break the dishwasher. I'm like, now that is the lamest excuse I ever heard. How do you break a dishwasher? You hit start. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, parents, if you got a tw- if you have a 20-some-year-old kid living at home, it's time to change the locks. You it, need to. You need to. Get him a class A CDL. Let's put it this way. If you're that afraid that your child can't survive, then maybe 
it's you that has the issue and not really your child. Your child's just feeding off of that and using the, you. It is the parent's issue. Well, sometimes, Absolutely. sometimes it's, 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 hey, it's, l- listen, I'm not going to be mean, but, and I'm not shoving religion down people's throat, but there's a proverb that says a parent that does not correct their child hates their child. Yeah. Meaning that you're not teaching them survival skills. You're not teaching them. So, Hey, bottom line with this is change the locks. And how did we get on this? We were talking about trucker love. And that, hey, a, one of those twenty-year-old kids is is a result of the uh, trucker love. <laughs> I got a word of the day. You got a word of the day from Word Genius. Yeah, let's, let's I'm going to say that. this word of the day, but then I want to say hey to a sponsor. Yeah, you know what? We've got. Let's say hey to a sponsor now. Okay. How about national carriers? National carriers. National carriers. NCI trucking company out of Irving, Texas, owned by National Beef in Liberal, Kansas. You know, America eats beef. It is. It's what's for dinner. Well, the whole point of this is you'll never run out of freight. If I keep telling truck drivers, if you're going to look for a trucking job, right? If you're going to look for a trucking job, you, the f- number one question should be, what's the freight? And, if, and if, if they say, well, we have contracts with different companies, okay, how long have you had those contracts? Because many truck drivers get lured into a job. They get lured into a trucking job, and then, because they're, it's based on a dedicated run or freight, and then three months after they start, they lose the, the company loses the contract. And the truck driver, all he would have had to say was, when's the contract due up for bid? When, how long is that contract for? And recruiters, you guys should know this if you're a company recruiter. You, I, I know small companies know it, and uh, if, if it's really short-term contracts, you might want to question where you're going. And if they do only broker freight, you're really screwed because now you got to deal with brokers all the time and rely on brokers. Go to a trucking company, national carriers, a trucking company that has their own freight is owned by their own freight is probably the best company you could work for is you're hauling your freight. They have pretty trucks too. And they have amazing trucks. <laughs> national carriers. Just check them out again. Pick up the phone and call them. Talk to them. See if they're for you. Tell them talk CDL saying it's 888-311-7076. 888-311-7076. And it's an amazing company. Lease purchase or leasing. And the people and are really drivers. great too. And the company drivers are yeah. great. Yeah. The people are really great. The company is really great. It's an all around awesome company. Honestly, you know, even though they're our sponsor, you know, obviously we're going to say nice things about them, but I'm telling you before they were our sponsor, we knew them and they were awesome. They then. were so nice. Absolutely. So they're really good people. Call them. Um, word of the day from we're, we're a genius. Okay. It's a, it's, Twig. Twig? Twig. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> you do this every time. It's not. You, you go to push the button, right? And you like you have this, this moment where you're about to be genius, and you push the button and nothing happens. I don't know why. It's like I got my volume up. But like you've been doing word of the day for like ever. But I still had the volume up. Listen, word genius, Twig. it's not. What? Do it again. Twig. 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 Okay, so is it spelled T-W-I-G? Yes, it is. So is it about a small stick? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I'm like doing this. It's like I never heard it. Okay. Is it, it is as a verb. Yeah. Understand or realize something. So it's the light bulb effect. <gasps> I, I just twigged. twigged. <laughs> I just twigged? <laughs> yeah. Really? It says Tyson suddenly twigged. That he had forgotten his report in the car. He just realized he forgot his report in the car. He twigged. That is just, I thought it was like really funny and cute. That is funny, actually. <laughs> twigged. Twigged. I never heard of that. He twigged. And it's it almost sounds like he's tweaking. You know, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If he, I don't know if I really want to use the word twig. <laughs> Well, it's because of the tweakers. It's from the not. 18th century. It's not like it's new. It's just. It's probably something like from, well, it's unknown origin, but I'm going to guess that it's probably like Scottish or something, like something from long ago. He's twigging. I I can't roll my tongue right now for the Scottish accent. Well, I'm thinking it's, or or, or somewhere in the deep streets of London. Twig. Yeah, it does sound England. Where did it say it's from? The origin? It doesn't. It says that it's unknown. Yeah. Ruthann, one more sponsor, Rev Insurance. They they are literally the only they deal with only truckers, truckers and truckers only. Trucking companies, small trucking fleets, 
And again, I'm going to say this. If you pick the phone up, these people are literally bragging that they will save you money. Okay. If you call Rev, if you're a, a trucking company or you have your own authority and you have a small fleet, whatever the case is, okay, we already know insurance is going up. They will run everything and try to find you the, the best rates. Now, if you think about it, you know, it, let's say you're paying five grand a year. I don't know. I'm just throwing that number out. Yeah, because that's monthly usually. Well, I don't know what it is, but but the bottom line is, let's say you're let's say you're paying twenty thousand a year, and they could save you ten percent. Okay, that's a, that's two thousand dollars. It's enough to to yeah use for something else. Yeah, I don't even know what I know. Rufus, our friend, that's an owner operator. Um, he's got a lot of friends that have gone out of business because of insurance rates right now, and so if if you're looking for the company that can literally take your name, plug everything in and find you a, a, a provider that's going to save you money. Believe me, this these are the people. Rev Insurance, and they only work with truck drivers. Only in the, only truckers. That's it. Nobody else. They don't work with, like, if you're a trucker's wife and you want to call for your car, they're going to say, no, we'll work with your husband and his truck, but not you. Seriously, that's all. Truckers only. Their number is 800-347-5373. Call Rev today at 800 347 800-347-5373. I think, I think we're about, like, out of time right then, believe it or not. I, we, we were just going to talk about love, and it's like we're, like, at 35 minutes. It's because you have a non-ending stop when you start talking. I know. That's why I'm on a podcast. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.